Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier, you're more peaceful, you have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. Well, Jenny, you know, we've talked about a lot of the clues for finding one's purpose. We've talked about the fact that everybody has a purpose, but you know, there's a point where we have our free will and we can exercise our free will to do our part or not. Mm-hmm. It, like, like I know that I know that you're very fit and you go to the gym and I don't. So I am exercising my free will to be a lazy slug. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I can't, but I can't imagine that you, every time you go, you're, you can't just can't wait to get there. There've got to be times when you have to you know, discipline yourself. So maybe we should talk about discipline, focus and all those things. Right. And and Rhonda, it's so interesting when you look at your life and we'll get to purpose in a minute, but when we talk about those kinds of things, whether it's gym time or eating habits or organization at home or the to-do list or the honey to-do list. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, any kind of accomplishment that we need to get done. So what keeps us from getting those things done as a whole, as we look at our lives and what what discipline is required to do those things. I mean, I think one of the things that's a huge deterrent from getting things done is distraction. I mean, think of our world and the distraction and the options that there are to choose from as it relates to things to do every day. You know, and, and we've mentioned before, I, I teach school and I work with middle school and high school students, and I read a lot of books and articles, and it talks about how the number of choices that young people have, you know, whether it's colleges or jobs or restaurants or activities that they want to be in, they have so many choices that a lot of our young people are having a hard time just making a decision, just making a decision. Ooh, that's really important. I'm so glad that you brought that up. I hadn't, I'd never even thought about that, but I could imagine where it could really be overwhelming to be faced with all the decisions, all the details. And then we expect people, we expect young people, but really we expect everybody to understand the ramifications of every single decision. Like if you do this, then this will happen. Right. If you fail to do this, then this thing, like consequence instead of reward, you know, could happen. And so, oh, wow. I think there's a lot to unpack here. Because I was thinking to begin with how it's funny how there's this there's this relationship between each of us and our purpose. We're designed by God, perfectly matched and created for our purpose. So one might just assume that at some point in your life, 
when you're ready or God thinks you're ready, that he will just plop your purpose right in your lap. You can't possibly do anything but that. And, um, and then you do your purpose and the end, and then you die and go to heaven. It doesn't really work that way. <laughs> right. I mean, I wish, I wish that, um, I mean, I, I thought that I had stumbled into my purpose and it was a life assignment that I lived for many years, uh, protecting and defending child welfare organizations and child welfare professionals. But it turns out that that was a part. It wasn't the whole thing. So in, in my, in my personal little story of the first job I ever got was in an insurance agency. And then I was in insurance and risk management for 40 years. Okay. So I, it, it did, I did sort of collide with my purpose or fell into it or, you know, whatever you want to say, but there are other people who uh, have to take a leap, right? I mean, they, they have to either take the step, go to school and get the degree or take the leap and start the business. Um, whatever it is, write their book. Okay. Like another you know, thing with me, I had no idea that I was going to be an author. I didn't think I could be an author. And, and it, but, but it took a lot of discipline to write every single one of my books, but especially the first one, because I had no idea what I was doing. So I think it's important for us to encourage everybody to, to have that self-discipline to once you do have a sense of what your purpose is to focus on it and be determined to move forward, to move toward it at least a little bit every day. What do you think? What do you say to your middle school students about discipline? Well, and what I was going to say too, is you're tying it all together because I think focus is one of the first components to when someone starts to tap into that purpose, focus is going to be huge because we know, both of us know our purpose is not necessarily just one thing. It could be many things, but we do have a purpose. And once we find it, it's a, it's amazing and it's, you know, incredibly rewarding. But I, what I was going to say earlier before I get to your question is adults are just as distracted and we have just as many choices as, as youth. You know, I have to happen to be reading resource resources that have to do with young people, but I think it's the same thing with adults. You know, like if you go to buy a house, it's like, well, we could choose this house and this plan and this neighborhood and that neighborhood. And then pretty soon, well, we really like that one. And we, you know, I mean, we're, we're all given so many choices, you know, and it's like people who live in third world countries have one choice, you know, in America, we have a culture in which there is so many choices at restaurants and menus that are 12 pages long and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just crazy. But I think that what I try to explain to my students or clients or friends or whoever I'm working with is focus requires a little bit of time. So it depends on what stage someone is at in regard to their purpose. Like if you're somebody going, hey, I just retired and I'm looking for my new purpose. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home mom now. I've got a couple babies at home. What's my purpose right now? There could be all kinds of different stages and phases of our listeners that that they're at with the purpose. But I think if you're not sure what it is, it takes focus to look for it. If you're finding out what it is, like you said, getting a degree or whatever, 
there's maybe some work associated to that, you know, something that you need to do, some certificate you need to have, or some training or a meeting with someone or whatever it is, painting a picture of what it looks like of your company that you want to start or whatever, and working with a business coach. I mean, there could be all kinds of things, but focus was the word I was looking for. I mean, I think that we need to almost work backwards. And what I encourage my my people to do is what does it really look like maybe at the end of your purpose? What What is that dream? What is that thing? It's like reading the last chapter of, of, of a book and going backwards and going, okay, where do I start? And I think for everyone, no matter what age you are, do some bite-sized little things. You know, I mean, it, any anything that you're going to accomplish, you're going to start going to the gym. Even if you just go twice a week, you don't have to go seven days. Just take a small bite of what whatever that is, whatever that that thing is that you need to do. And focus by doing small bites and accomplishing those small bites instead of huge things. Oh, I can't do it. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, so for example, if somebody had to go back to school, taking the time and saying, you know, this week I'm going to research three schools, not 43. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do three that could be possible. And then whatever ones aren't possible from that, I'm going to knock that off. Next week, I'm going to do three more. And then instead of I'm going to do, you know, 50 this week, because I think we, we take big bites of everything and it doesn't help us. Right. Well, I think people do that because of this instant gratification mindset that we all have about, well, okay, here's a, here's a silly example, but this is my, this is my thing. You watch any of these shows on TV where they buy this house that's just falling apart. And, but Jenny, within 58 minutes <laughs> less, when you take the, you know, take away the commercials, uh, the house is done. It's beautiful. They sold it for a massive profit. So we're so accustomed to that kind of thing. Like in a 60 minute show, okay, like, I don't know, law and order, you know, the police shows. Here's a terrible crime. They get all the leads and all the breaks. They solve the crime. They arrest the guy. They convict him in court. And it all happens in 58 minutes. Life doesn't work like that. Right. So we're so accustomed to, you know, whether it's videos, TV, whatever, we're just accustomed to seeing everything move so rapidly. And then when it doesn't, it's so easy to get discouraged to get distracted, to think, oh, maybe that wasn't what God had in mind for me at all. Because, uh, you know, after all, if it was from God, everything would just be so smooth and perfect. Uh, if you ever feel like, you, you know, you have the tendency to think that way, you want to maybe go back to the Old Testament and re read about some of the things that happened there that, you know, 40 years in the wilderness or whatever. I mean, it's just fulfilling our purpose is not an overnight endeavor. It's not a 58 minute endeavor. Right. So I think focus is important. I also think that with focus, and maybe we're not really doing them in order, but take some time to just stop, you know, take some time when you're focusing, take some time for yourself to think about those things that and and work towards your purpose. I think the the microwave kind of life, you know, quick and everything's fast. We need to slow down. You know, I, I read recently a pastor said one of the greatest assaults on spiritual growth is is hurrying. Is hurry. Wow. The, the constant pressure of hurrying. 
you know, from thing to thing to thing, from soccer to school to this to that for the young mom, you know, for the working mom and drop the kids off, go to work, get the meal, get the, I mean, it's just hurry, hurry, hurry. And when I say time, it could be five to 10 minutes, you know, of prayer, of, of just deep breathing, of just relaxing for a minute, of having a notepad, whatever that is, it's focus and then taking a little bit of time because it, again, your purpose is going to take up your time when you discover it, whatever that is, whether it's ministry or a job or a, you know, a relationship or whatever that purpose is that God has. Um, I think we need to slow down and we need to take some time. I think that's super valuable as it relates to purpose because, and then when you're in your purpose, how can you be best at your purpose by taking the time to think about what you're doing when you're in it? But we're kind of talking today about when, when you're looking for it, take some time. I mean, think of anything that you've done, Rhonda, in authoring your books. What is the number one thing it takes from you is time. Oh, but if you didn't do it, you wouldn't have your books. Well, it, that's right. That's right. I mean, you just, there's a point in time where you have to buckle down. But to your point about taking the time to really breathe, I, for many, many years, I didn't do that. I just, the minute the alarm would go off in the morning, I would hit the ground running, just literally run all day long from one thing to the next to the next, and then collapse into bed and do the whole thing over again the next day. And years went by. I almost feel like I lost those years. They're, because they're all a complete blur. I know I lived them. I could look in the mirror and see the wrinkles and the, you know, and I know the toll it took on my body. So now, Jenny, you know, every single morning I have my prayer time and I report for duty. And unless I'm I have to go to the airport. I have to catch a flight. You know, something that's like a super time sensitive thing that the plane will actually leave without me because they don't care if I'm on or not. You know, then I might have to cut it short. But even then, I, I try to, okay, so if, if I need to be someplace at 7 a.m., then I'm going to bump my time that I wake up and I'm, you know, I'm just going to get up earlier because I don't want to give up that time. Because when we pray, listen, really just sit there and then act on what we hear. We will literally find ourselves in the middle of our purpose. And that, that's how I, that's how I wrote my first book. I didn't even think it was a book. I thought it was a letter to a kid. You've heard me tell that story before, but I, I knew that I was supposed to write to this young girl. And I would ask every day, what do you want me to say to her? So a lot of people, I'm in this mode right now about, you know, how do you write a book? Because I just finished my, and went live on my very first online course, uh, write your book in days, as opposed to weeks, months, or years, or stick it on the shelf and never finish it kind of thing. And I'm, so I've got this whole, you know, mode of how do you do it? But like you said, it's one bite at a time. Yes. One thought at a time, you get stuck. Okay, God, what comes next? What do you want me to do? Whether it's writing a book, um, building a business, getting your education, whatever it is, I think you're so spot on about taking the time. And then I just would add, you know, listen, listen to God. 
because the Holy Spirit turns out, at least in my life, doesn't stand on the rooftop and scream. Rhonda, you know, get yourself back in line for crying out loud. I've never heard that from God. You know, instead the Holy Spirit whispers. And if I'm running like a lunatic and I have the, you know, the radio or the podcast or whatever it is, you know, blaring on the radio. And so there's never quiet. Uh, I'm not going to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Well, and you know, you, you had a really amazing work ethic, you know, I mean, you, that was what you did. I, I would also challenge, there may be people that are listening where they're fighting the opposite, whether that's feeling lazy kind of, or even wasting time. You know, I, about probably about 10 years ago, I kind of started to look at my life and go, you know, where are you, even though I was quote unquote busy, was I wasting my time? And I would really encourage people to really look in the mirror and admit that there are times and places within your day, within your week, within your weekend, within your evening, whatever that chunk of time is, that you're wasting time. Do I believe that people need quiet time? And certain, most certainly spiritual quiet time. But do we need a time to have a nap once in a while or relax or, you know, watch a show or whatever? But that's my thing. If we're searching for our purpose and we're just going to set aside five or 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes in the week or an hour or whatever that is for someone to ponder their purpose and think about it and dream about it and let their mind go and pray about it, are there pockets of wasted time? I think that's huge because I think that there are so many things that we do that are wasteful and we can start getting down the road of, you know, the Netflix series and the, you know, and, and not that any of those things are or reading a book or whatever, and none of those things are bad, but I also think we can waste a great deal of time and, and maybe some people's lives aren't ordered to the point where they're scheduled from sun up to sundown, you know, mm-hmm. someone that's home for several hours alone or whatever, what are we doing? You know, you clean and then you sit, then you dis, and, you know, and so once I identified some of those pockets of time wasted and I plugged in something powerful, whether that was, you know, scripture reading or talking, writing about my purpose, I like to write and journal. And so I write things or get prepared for something that I had to do. That was huge. So Mm -hmm. I think we've covered a, a couple of things, focus and time. And I think lastly, Rhonda, I think it's so important just to believe it just to believe that you have a purpose. And um, I think I mentioned it last week's podcast. Um, what is your perception, your paradigm of a purpose? When, you, when you're working with God on your purpose, not your friend Rhonda's purpose or your friend Jenny's purpose or your husband's purpose or your boyfriend's or your daughter's purpose, yours. And do you believe it? Do you have a paradigm of true belief that you have a purpose? And then what are you doing about it? And, and I think so often because we look to the right and the left and we're distracted and the hurry and the lack of focus, all the things that we've talked about will literally strip us of our belief that we have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and what a tragedy that is. Yes. Because when, when we, you know, we've said it, Jenny, we've said it a million times when, when you're living your purpose, when you're right where you're supposed to be, there's just nothing like it. And a lot of the things that take our time, not that not necessarily, I don't mean necessarily time wasters, but but the worries, yeah. the anxiety, <clears throat> the uh, just angst, toxic things that you know we deal with, a lot of that falls away 
when we're living right in our purpose. And those things steal our time. In addition to getting lost in a rabbit hole of TikTok videos that <laughs> you start looking at one and they just they just come. They just keep coming and you look at the clock and you know an hour and a half has gone by. It's an hour and a half that you're never going to get back in the your whole life. Gone. Right. It's gone. You traded it for what? Nothing. Right? So, yeah. The whole discipline thing. I think I just want to encourage people to, to create a schedule, make yourself a schedule, whatever works for you. There have been times in my life where I set the alarm and I got up at 4 a.m. every day and spent an hour or spent two hours. Um, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're somebody who would do it at night after the kids have gone to bed. I did that too. When I finished my, uh, when I was trying to finish my education and I still had a little girl at home, you know, I waited until after she had dinner and bath and homework and whatever, and she was in bed. And then that's when I worked, when I would rather have gone to bed. Right. So I don't know what season you're in as you're listening to us now. I don't know where you can carve that time, but there's no better investment than, than carving out time to really find out from God what you were made to do and find out ask, specifically ask, and then listen, what is your part? You have a part. It's not going to land in your lap. You have to cooperate with God. You have to collaborate, coordinate, pay attention to the opportunities that come your way and how you feel. You know, God's word says, let the, let, let peace be our guide. So, so how do you feel? And it's normal to feel anxious about, you know, some new brand new thing or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about, but do you really have peace? Do you feel like you should move forward? Um, and then, you know, once you're clear on it, do it, get her done. Yeah. And Rhonda, we've lived enough years to know that we want to encourage people. It doesn't matter how old you are. There is a purpose out there waiting for you and other people are waiting for you to fulfill it because it's always, we always say it's about helping other people at the end of the day, no matter what that is. And don't let everything go by. And then the last thing we want to have is regret that we never did it because we never took the time. We never were disciplined enough to really look at it. So I just would encourage people, you have a purpose and we're so excited to help you find it. Yes, indeed. If you're still breathing, if you're breathing right now, if you're listening, you're breathing, there's still a purpose for your life. So check back with us next week. We're so glad that you're here today. And if you have any questions or comments, or maybe you'd like to even join us on the podcast, click the link in the description and we want to hear from you. See you next week. There is no feeling worse than being rejected. But there's nothing more empowering than loving others and being loved in return. People who feel love know that their value is not diminished by setbacks or mistakes. But how do you get love? It's not hocus pocus. There are 30 practical ways that you can bring love into your life. And when you do, everything changes. I hope you'll get a copy of 30 Days to Love. Hey, you. Yes, you. I think you're awesome. And if you're not sure about that, 
then I want you to have a copy of my book, How to Get to Awesome, 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. I want you to have it so badly that right now I have it offered on my website with free shipping for half off. It is only $6.48. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, click on books, and get yourself a copy of How to Get to Awesome. Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org. Thank you.